Folks, it's as you know, the podcast that's dedicated to the first and the last episodes of television shows. Because, honestly, we don't have time for that. We have to dedicate ourselves to watching the Snyder Cut in one evening. <laughs> Those are the things we have time for. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, is Matt Ciani. What's up? Travis Marmon. XOXO. And <laughs> Stephen Doughton. Hi, everyone. Today, we are here to talk about Gossip Girl. And right before we get into that, I just want to say a friend of, a friend of mine, a friend of many of ours, um, her grandmother recently passed away, and she's decided that she's going to do what many people do in that moment, where they want to get like just a little tattoo that um, commemorates this individual. Uh, and uh, their, their grandmother would love to send handwritten letters, and they would always end with XOXO, and then you know whatever the cute name that their grandmother their their grandmother had uh, or they had for their grandmother. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to get an XOXO tattoo, and I was like, I I love this. It's great. I truly support it. I do want you to know. <laughs> I am going to say XOXO Gossip Girl every time. I thought you were saying the time. nickname for her grandmother was GG or something. Also. I, I, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Gladys Gertie. What's the very grandmother? Uh, she wrote grand, Grandma in like the Gossip Girl font. And it's so weird. My grandma's when, been pen me this whole time. I can't yeah, believe well, it. Yeah, what's weird <laughs> is when you read the letters, you hear Kristen Bell's voice, but then it turns out it's Penn Badgley. <laughs> Oh, that's Man. why Kristen Bell was in the final episode. Of the yeah, movie. she's. The Are narrator. you kidding? Wait, <laughs> wait. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'd forgotten that that was. I saw I'm... her, and I saw her, and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." And I, I didn't really. <laughs> she has the last lines in the episode. I know, and the first, and the first lines in the first episode. <laughs> it's fair to that he didn't necessarily immediately. Be like, oh, that's Kristen Bell's voice. Not everyone is good at picking up voices necessarily. Like I had for, I knew in the back of my head that she's the god, like is the narrator of this show. But I only realized it when I was IMDbing and like it pulled up the reboot of Gossip Girl that's coming out. We're going to talk about that because we're going to have a new section, a new segment in today's episode, which will come between the two episode recaps, which I'm currently calling Reboot Corner. Discord cut that out because of the noise now. So yeah, and I realized we should have done this during the True Blood episode, and so I made the mental note that the next time we would talk about a show that would happen, we would have Reboot Corner. I mean, fucking Sailor Moon basically had a reboot. Yeah, that's a harder. I didn't even realize True Blood was having one, dude. The True Blood one. Is the you know who's running it? I do. <laughs> I'm so afraid to know. I don't know. It's way better. It's like it's exciting. It's good. I remember texting Matt when I saw the news. The showrunner for Riverdale. Oh, Aguirre's Acosta. Yeah. Uh, yes. I am so amped for the True Blood reboot. Reboot. It will be so good. I'm tired of Riverdale. That's a bad take. Buddy. We slowed down. We slowed down to Riverdale viewing a lot, but we still like it. Uh, well, you might have slowed down on your Riverdale viewing, but you have amped up your Gossip Girl viewing. That's right. Which, they do make sense as kind of a pairing as both being, you know, preeminent mm-hmm. CW shows. But Gossip Girl was an American teen drama series based on the novel series of the same name by Cicely von, J- von Zygars, uh, developed <laughs> Z- 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 Someone Zizor? who would fit in at Zizor? the school. Uh, it's based on her own experiences going to a boarding school and overhearing mm. those. Though she only wrote the first seven books, I believe. The other, I think she wrote one to seven, and then eight through 11 were uh, written by an unknown ghostwriter. And then she came back for the finale of 12. Also Penn Badgley. 
It's uh, uh, Jughead's grandpa. Uh, developed for television by Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. It was broadcast on the CW Network for six seasons from September 19th, 2007 to December 17th, 2012. So, uh, before we get into the show, uh, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, do you want to know where they made their names? Cut their DOC, right? That is indeed. This is just, if anything, the the natural evolution of the OC. It's OC East. Uh, I was saying it all day last night. Like I would say that's a little disingenuous to the OC. How so? It feels a little bit less melodramatic than what I understand of the OC. You're so deeply wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think more than they, like I don't know anything about the OC, but I just I feel like because that Phantom Planet song is so like sets a tone of yeah. so much more drama. That that is absolutely true, but so I think I'm the only one who has a relationship with Gossip Girl that existed before doing this podcast. Uh, in that yeah. I watched In the Ian is the Gossip Girl. I am <laughs> Gossip Girl. Okay, and then Matt. I've I sent think so right many tips to Ian over the years, but not as yep. much as he sent to me. Um and yeah, that's yeah, right. I'm <laughs> I'm actually just much more like a devoted gossip girl follower. Yeah. Is really what it is. But no, um but yeah, so Matt, when I said I'm gossip girl, could if you could drop just like the keys from fake empire in the background there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want I want to do like a throw me the statue song, like so, oh, something you, could, you yeah, haven't right. thought about in fucking decades. Listen, yeah, if, yeah. If you put Lolita by Dorn and John in yeah. the yeah. first like, yeah, yeah. couple seconds, I was the, like, Whoo! dude, they dropped a pre LP, pre LP, pre studio demo from Cold War Kids, not even the studio <laughs> version. I'm glad we're bringing up Cold War Kids now because I think the right way to age the show is that one of my recent, uh, a recent addition to the canon of favorite tweets uh, I was reminded of in the middle of the show, which came from Twitter user uh, Offbeat or Bit is the one who tweeted this, which is, if you know the words to hang me up to dry by the Cold War Kids, it's time to put on the hydrating serum and retinol cream. Uh, just letting us, reminding us all how old we all are now, and then it's like, yeah, listen, if you if you know those words, it's time to start thinking about wrinkle prevention, people. Now, uh, I just want to say, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, uh, creators of the show, uh, part of the reason why I did mention, like, oh, just put the fake Empire strings, is because their production studio is fake Empire Productions. Amazing. Because of course it is. Amazing. They are unabashedly themselves, and bless them for that, and giving us these enjoyable shows. But yeah, I watched yeah. Love this three, three or four seasons of Gossip Girl. I made it. I gave it a real solid college try. Some other friends were watching it and, it, and were really into it. And I was like, I'm going to get right in there with it. And after a certain point, it became too much. So I will pepper in the little bits of knowledge that I have. Sure. Uh, when, it, when it all comes up. Because I would feel that the first episode... Uh, while I'm definitely bought in, does a really weird job of setting everything up. The show is... the sh- Albert Hammond Jr. <laughs> we, we, can't, we, we can't do all of the music <laughs> cues now. We gotta, we gotta save those for when they come yeah, up in the conversation, yeah, yeah. In, in the plot. I, th- I think this is a general music note that I, I wrote down that I want to I wanna say is uh, you, you can really tell through this show and the fictionalization of this culture that the whole indie rock band who wears suits on stage thing really was just like rich kid, like pedophile boarding school shit. <laughs> like the whole time. Like we, 
It was. It, we should have never pretended otherwise. These are the kids of the characters in Eyes Wide Shut, and this is what's happening when that movie is going on. Absolutely. You're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. No, but I'm, I'm based on the as- events that I gathered happened after or after the first episode and before the last episode. Um, we do in the music. Actually, one thing I want to say before we, we get really into the show is we do have to pay tribute to the God, um, Alexandra Potstavis, who was the music supervisor on this, the OC and Grey's Anatomy. Oh, so man. that person legend has gotten the king. A legend. And she has she has made careers through her use in those shows. Yeah. She also did the Twilight movies. Yeah, uh, the, the absolute movie. fucking king. Yeah, non-gendered like she, king. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago, Illinois zone. Shouts out to the legend. A lot of these songs were like pretty big. Uh, they 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 clearly had to spend a dime for this. Uh, I bet they didn't have to spend as much as you'd think because I bet that bands, much like with the OC, were fighting to get on the show because they. Uh, I was going to say they were probably all on Warner. So oh, my confusion yeah. uh, while we're talking in generally, my confusion was uh, by the finale, this sort of had stopped. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, so the, what? The end is in 2012. At that point, indie rock. Indie rock was over, man. <laughs> well, okay, so they get a pretty reckless song in there, which is funny because it's Taylor Momsen's band. Uh, oh, I, did, I, I didn't figure, realize there was a pretty I, reckless song in there. I Damn. couldn't figure out who was. I couldn't figure out who was covering "Road to Nowhere." It and was then the worst also, thing I've ever heard. I've never. There was heard also a worse the song. first, the first big Imagine Dragons song, also played yes. in that episode. <laughs> yes, I did. I did enjoy. And of the course, show. Ponder Replay by Rihanna. But now we're. But that was in the flashback. That yeah. was in the flashback to show you what it was like in 2006. <laughs> but that's what they were five. listening to. Yeah, yeah. which Dude, was so good. Yeah, yeah the, the, the like indie rock. Whenever they're doing anything but partying, and then going in and hearing 2006 pop music whenever they are partying was yeah, it's, it transported me. On a level that I was not prepared for, I felt the ground move beneath my feet, and I was standing in my body as yes. it was in 2006. You had the you you had the sensation of arriving somewhere and taking one earbud out of your <laughs> ear as you were still quietly listening to like a Walkman song. But yeah, Ponder but, Replay is playing but, where you yeah. arrived. <laughs> yes, yes, a hundred percent the sensation I was experiencing. Ah. Uh. So, but, you know, I mean, I think this is a podcast all of Dan's because we're all outsiders. That's right. Yeah. Um, My dad though, has never tried to kill me via plane crash. As far as I know, <laughs> I've lived through all of them, at least. And I didn't uh, kill him afterwards. To, sorry. I, give me a sec. Um, In the meantime, I can explain why I picked this show if you want. That would be great. That. Yeah. No, I was yeah. pulling up because I, I realized I hadn't pulled up the plot synopsis for. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not, I'm uh, not typically a teen drama person, but recently uh, my girlfriend and I have been watching the show You on Netflix, uh, which stars Penn Badgley. And as I watched this, I realized he is really doing a lot to play off of Penn Badgley's most famous role being this, uh, where he is mm-hmm. also. Uh, the narrator, although more directly on that show, and uh, is pulling the strings on a lot of people's lives and creating a lot of drama. Uh, it's much, much, much darker in that case because he's a sociopath and murderer and stalker, but uh, obsesses yeah, over a blonde woman, like finds himself ingratiated with a bunch of socialites in New York City. Yeah. I have a question about the TV show You. How is Penn Badgley's acting in that show? I think he's pretty good. Okay, that's what I assumed just because I remembered that there was the sort of discourse about how, like, it's surprising that both he and Chase Crawford have play- have 
gone on to play pretty good like characters because Chase Crawford's on uh, the, boys, the Boys, where he's the Aquaman stand-in, and how they're both just really good at being these uh, scumbags, and it's like, yeah, it's really fun because they weren't really ever kind of allowed to really lean into that in Gossip Girl, because playing Dan Humphrey is a pretty <laughs> thankless role because you are playing a piece of cardboard that tells you that it's a really good writer. And then yeah. you're like, can I see your writing? And they're like, it's in Vanity Fair. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Man, this dude looks like my ass in the first episode. He looks... <laughs> okay, yeah. Head. I was going to say, he looks like a... F- Penn Badgley, obviously a very handsome man. This haircut makes him look like a fucking monkey. He looks like Curious George walked onto the fucking screen through Grand Central. <laughs> I did not realize that he was that character until 20 minutes into the finale. Uh, <laughs> <Are you kidding? laughs> the same guy. <laughs> Clearly, he becomes a big deal over the course of six seasons, but I don't know who that I, is. I don't think we met. He's him. got the same jawline so and cheekbones and voice, but just the, the hair. I love that we have Matt on this podcast. Somebody who's like, I don't really watch TV, and I have these different interests for it, and I think that provides a really good perspective. And I love that we have Stephen, a man with face blindness, <laughs> on this podcast. A person who gets surprised by things that weren't supposed to be surprising in your It would have been easier if you had trouble distinguishing Nate and Chuck because they're, oh, just powerful, eye- because they're powerful eyebrow men. They are, but yeah. They, they do I, look pretty similar. We I, sw- to- I swear to God, Dan looks so different in the first yeah. and last oh, definitely. episode. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's oh, still absolutely. like, his, yeah. his but I knew like I was Badgley. first time, I was like, is that Penn Badgley when he walked on screen? I was like, wow, this hair is a choice. Man, uh, also, can I just say, Penn Badgley, fucking Leighton Meester, what is with the fucking oh, names I also of was the people say, in the this cast, show? The cast names, this is the best teen drama cast names of all time. <laughs> what is it? You got Leighton Meester, Blake, Blake Lively, Nate, or, or, um, uh, Chase Crawford. Um, Taylor Momsen. Taylor Momsen. Uh, and then Ed Westwick. Ed Westwick. Who we do need to note is an is actual an, creep. An actual monster. Uh, and has been accused of rape by, I believe, four or five women, in addition to other numerous sexual assault allegations. So the first episode hit real weird because of that. And then the finale, where he is the romantic hero. Hit yeah, all the what the fuck? I, was I that could about? not even figure out. I couldn't have figure out why we were still cool with this guy. There's a lot of growth for Chuck Bass supposedly, but really, what happens is that um, the fans liked him because he's the, you know, cool guy who says the cool things to everyone and will speak his mind. It's the same reason people love Draco Malfoy. So yeah, yeah, it's really it's well, the same. but Draco Malfoy is not a fucking assaulter. Is he? No, but he is a Nazi. He's just a bully. Like that, but is he a Nazi? Yeah, he's supposed but to be a Nazi. Nazi I, 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 I haven't kept up on that. Uh, but no, but he's one of those kids whose parents are Nazis, and they mm. they don't know any better, and they're like 14. And now you're So under, is Chuck and, Bass. Yes, and now you've just explained away what they would do to Chuck Bass. Where it's like, well, you don't understand. His his father his father's is an a evil billionaire. literally a billionaire pedophile. And, he, and Chuck him. does actually pretty good praxis in the beginning of the finale. So I would say... <laughs> <laughs> we, we should give him a pass. Uh, right. Before, he grew. Regardless we, of what, yeah. what Ed Westwick did, um, because I didn't know that until after I watched these, yeah. I really fucking hate looking at him. Just yeah, on, yeah, I, yeah. Anytime he's on screen, I was just like, I can't deal with this dude. Fucking this is like, British Arctic this monkeys is like, looking ass. Fucking yeah, this guy looks awful. like if I was like an angry, if I was a teen that was like fucking Twilight is so dumb. Like he's what like I would like draw Robert Pattinson looking like. He's I've definitely also, been called um, gay by this guy. Many times. 
as he's as he's throwing his weird he pattern designer scarf yeah, on his, his double his popped collars yeah. and yeah uh, no so the thing with uh, the thing that stands out in his performance for me is that he is so clearly an Englishman it's ridiculous who, oh, yeah. <laughs> who's decided that his American accent is what if Batman whispered all the time <laughs> oh, finally. Serena's back. It was getting boring without her. And you're just like, <laughs> swear to me? What is up with you, dude? Though, I mean, just the, the characterization of Chuck Bass as what if Bruce Wayne's parents didn't die and instead he was just like, you know, a horrific malcontent rich child. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. But those aren't the heroes of the show. The hero, the main focus of the show would be Dan and Serena. And the episode opens in the Upper East Side with Serena Vanderwoodson returning home Grand Central Station, uh, Grand Central Station, as uh, Kristen Bell narrates, uh, and we get uh, a view into the world of Gossip Girl, a blog, I guess. That's a, it's like a gossip blog. Kind of seems like they just get texts. Yeah, in twenty twenty one, Gossip Girl is just an right it's just an Instagram account. Yeah, like but in this case, get, it's like it's Perez Hilton, but only about this these high schools yeah the show hinges on people being obsessed with gossip girl yeah okay remember when people cared about other people this much like like remember (laughs) like i mean i feel like maybe in high school people cared about this shit that much but like it seems like people care about people they don't even really know well you got to remember they're all they're all rich socialites and they love to to care about one another uh, in weird, strange ways uh, that are only about gossip. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, and I know we're like not supposed to reference the show at every single episode, but this is the Slam and Sammy Mead of the Upper East Side to me. <laughs> <laughs> what Coach you? Taylor and Buddy Garrity are talking again at a bar, even though Voodoo Coach Tatum's back moved. in town. <laughs> You're never going to guess who was spotted outside Panther <laughs> Stadium. That's right. Coach, Coach Eric T Taylor and, B. And, and Buddy Garrity. Could, wa- could one flame be, be reignited? I'll never tell. XOXO. Damn, we should have made, made this YouTube video in 2009. Yeah, I know. It would have fucking crushed. Everyone's favorite sheriff was seen with a gas tank. What could he be up to? <laughs> God help them for what they've done. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get back to the show. <laughs> we should just do first and last on Friday Night Lights. We should just, just fucking do it. Do Friday Night Lights again. <laughs> yeah. No, just uh, start up. So, <laughs> fucking re- let's rack it up again. Uh, uh, so I am curious. I got to experience the pilot. The first time I watched the show, I did not know that Dan was Gossip Girl. Travis, I believe that you knew through pop culture osmosis that Dan was Gossip yes. Girl while watching the pilot. Steven, did you know that? I knew that Gossip Girl was a guy. Okay. At some point in my life, once I watched the finale, I remembered that someone said to me, Gossip Girl is Dan. But I didn't know <laughs> if Gossip Girl was Dan or Why Chuck. Why am I or... imagining the arm from Twin Peaks like being the one to tell you that? It was like <laughs> someone at some point in my life told me Gossip, Gossip Girl is Dan. 
<laughs> That's how I imagined. Like when you're just like someone told me that. And I'm, I'm like, like, I don't okay. know what that means. Yeah. I don't have context for this. I, I... <laughs> you're so good at that impression. <laughs> <laughs> and now Matt, I know via Twitter, yeah. you called it thirty seconds in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was a wild guess, but I, I like. Yeah, I definitely, my girlfriend was very mad that I clocked it immediately. <laughs> You're just like, oh, is that guy Gossip Girl? I mean, he's that's, in the that's station. That's the degree of formality that I made that comment. Yeah. It was like, oh, that guy, I bet that guy's Gossip Girl. They, 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 he's the one that they show on his computer while Gossip Girl is typing. That was it. Or that was Gossip the scene Girl's that did it for me. Time. Which yeah. was yeah, really, like, I'm, I think Ian was probably about to say what yep. I'm about to say. Go, go for it, Go for it. Oh, us. okay. Uh, so, like, when I was Wikipediaing the show after watching, I did read, like, Penn Badgley thought it was really funny that they made Dan Gossip Girl because, like, A, there's a bunch of parts where that doesn't make any sense and also several scenes where he's alone reading Gossip Girl yes. and, like, having his mind blown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> something he's is, it was not an overarching decision to have Dan be Gossip Girl. That was a yeah. decision towards the end. In the books, they never reveal who Gossip Girl is. The assumption is that it's just, you know, some other it's, figure or some tangential person in their lives. Not a key one, which is why it makes no sense when there are numerous scenes of like Dan walking down the street, pulling out his phone, seeing the text of the Gossip Girl just sent, you know, the, the, the Gossip ah, but Girl they, news. They kind of retcon that and it, maybe that's like him getting tips. Or he's just doing such a good job maintaining cover. He's even yeah. trying to fool the audience. He, yeah, he's fooled himself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, he's in such deep cover. It's uh, Gossip Girl and he, it's a split. It's like split. It's Fight the Club, movie. yeah. Uh, no, so it's just funny because I think if you watch only the first and the last episode, you're like, oh, it makes sense with Dan being Gossip yeah. Girl. And if you, watch, yeah. if you watch every episode that happens in between those, you go, it makes no fucking sense that Dan is Gossip Girl. <laughs> this is the only like scenario where we can create the idea. Because when they're having the moment at the end where it feels like they're talking about the wrap up of the series, less like they're the act- they're playing the characters and more like the actors sitting around talking about how the this, this This show ends three times oh yeah. so yeah. let's let's get let's get through yeah. the pilot first um yeah so serena has returned home uh she's spotted at the uh at grand central station by dan who has always apparently loved her since some weird interaction they had and dan is there with his sister jenny and they're getting picked up by their father rufus who is a uh former he's a he's a rocker he is a one-hit wonder this dude is one of the most accurate like washed up rock guys I've ever seen on television. Right down to right down whenever to the I new get, career of whenever I turn on XM, Sirius XM Lithium and that Lincoln Hawk song comes on. Yeah. You know I'm turning it up. I, I went on a couple dates with a girl in Ireland whose dad is this guy and uh, <laughs> I, I I met that person's dad which was the weirdest part. How many but bracelets I was, really, was he wearing? I was really oh God I don't remember. I just remember his hair and his house. His house <laughs> there was not there was not a single fucking s- centimeter of wall not covered by his own art. I can't <laughs> believe I can't believe that Stephen went on a date with Eve Houston and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, what's great is we get the so while Dan gazes at Serena, we get the first of the like lonely boy <laughs> posts from Gossip Girl, which then makes it really weird that that's what he calls himself. That kind of tracks though, and this would that's be years. A, that's the type of guy. This would be years before um, the Black Keys. Yeah, you know, which clearly that's what that song is about. Lonely Boy is actually about Dan Humphrey. I mean, if that mm-hmm. song isn't in this show, 
Wait, hold on. Timelines. Uh, Timeline. 2010. I guarantee no, you they use. You're right. It's after. It's they definitely use like Tighten Up though. NAM Automatic is the one they yeah, used. I yeah, bet. Yeah. I would bet money that that song is in this show. The Black uh, Keys were the, designed to be fucking. Bumper do you guys music. want the answer? Yeah. Three Black Key songs were used in yeah. the TV show Gossip Girl. Did we what get were them your all? guesses? Ten AM Automatic. Tight, tighten Up is definitely one of them. Okay, we've got Tighten Up. We got Ten AM Automatic. Are your guesses? I said Your Touch, but. Psychot- yeah, go Psychotic Girl because it's in- it's psychotic. It's Psychotic Girl Tighten Up, and she's long gone. You got two out of three. Uh. <laughs> well done, guys. Well fucking done. No, don't go ah uh, like well fucking done. Pat yourselves on the back. Look, we've all we've all lived in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> fucking <laughs> crushing it. Um, but yeah, so Serena, everyone's like, oh my god, Serena's back. We don't know why she left. Uh, we do quickly learn that she's returned because her brother tried to commit suicide. Uh, and I'm glad they don't keep that from us for like a long time. I'm glad yeah. that we both learn why she left and why she's back in the yep. first episode. That yeah, made yeah. me so happy. I was like, great. I'm so glad I don't, <laughs> I don't have to be like, yeah, there's no grand mystery because I had this moment where I was like, there isn't anything that's that big of a deal. Like, yeah. like, I mean, obviously like for coming back, like it was like, that was revealed. And I was thinking, you know, much longer about why she left. And I was like, whatever they say, I'm not going to think it's that big of a deal. And then it, they revealed it. And I was like, great. The la- the longer they would have waited, the more I would have been like, that's not that big of a deal. But since it was early, I it, it was as big yeah. of a deal as it needed to be. So I was quite happy about that. Decision. It is really funny that you're wording it in this way where like you want to preserve the secret <laughs> for the end of the episode. Uh, the predominant feeling that I had during this episode was like I don't I don't think I'm the kind of person who will get sucked in by the actual gossip of this show. I don't really care what happens to any of these characters. I don't really care what any of their motivations are or like oh why'd she leave? Why'd she come back? Unless it's like oh she left because she was like trying to be initiated into the like pedophile ring that her, their parents run and then they had to like reeducate <laughs> her by send her, sending her to a boarding school when she got freaked out by it. But like Otherwise, I don't really care, but I do love the vibe of there being a ton of gossip flying around and a bunch of people who yeah. care about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I I think I think Travis is a messy bitch. I know the rest of the three of us are. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of it, but I don't really care about most of the details. I have no response I'm, to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm. Well, Travis, I got bad fucking news for you. You're on the fucking spot, and you're on the fucking record. We need you to weigh in whether or not you are a messy bitch or <laughs> I, not. I wouldn't consider myself a messy bitch, but I mean, do you love am I drama? One, no, I'm really anti drama. That's been my whole. No, oh, you hate drama. Life. You're even messier than us if you hate <laughs> drama. Tra- Travis, I would say you're a messy bitch who lives for the goss because of the number of times where you and I are like, "Did you see this?" Considering the fact ta- that's true. Like, so Travis is a messy bitch of gloves drama because I can remember earlier in quarantine when I was walking out of like a room in my apartment. I looked down at my phone and there was a text from Travis that was just all caps. And it was the <laughs> first name of someone we went to college with, an unmistakable first name, and then follow up text that was just pregnant. That was all the text. The text read just blank pregnant. We text each pregnant. we text each other about people's Instagram stories fairly often. So yes, he's a messy bitch who loves the goss. Like it is undeniable. I think Travis is the only person who isn't sure whether or not they're a messy bitch who lives for the goss cuz like I try to stay out of it at least. Right. Yeah, you yeah, you you want to be uninvolved, but you absolutely want to hear it. 
You're a Waldorf and Statler version of the, of the Messi <laughs> Right, yeah. Okay, I can live with that. I'm... You're sitting on the balcony miles away. They're off. both <laughs> definitely messy bitches. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we haven't even gotten to the like the party that's happening. We haven't even gotten to Nate and, and Blair. So Serena has arrived back in town, and she one of her first orders of business is to go to her friend Blair's mom's apartment where there's a party that's happening, this, you know, beautiful penthouse apartment. Uh, we see Blair's mom, who's a fashion designer. This is the only episode where that woman plays Blair's mom. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. She is immediately recast. Love it. And is instead played by the person who appears in the finale, who you would recognize as, I don't remember the actress's name, but she is the wife in Independence Day of Jeff Goldblum's character. Ah, cool. Uh, Yeah, so it was really funny to be like, oh, right, when she appeared the second time in the finale we were watching, where I was Mm. like, right, yeah, she gets recast immediately. This is the only episode where you're like, who is this woman with Blair that's not the one who was mean to her in the first episode? Because they also kind of changed that characterization. Hmm. And, Serena, uh, uh, and Serena is such a threat. Yeah, word spreads. Everyone's like, Serena's back. Serena's back. Serena's back. The Blair decides she needs to fuck her boyfriend. <laughs> right then and there. Gotta lock that down. As they say, you gotta lock that down. And Chuck's a, and, there. And you know, if you fuck someone, they're yours forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it works. Yeah. Chuck is there, and he's like, hey, Nate, you want to get some... Sorry, I'm not doing a good Chuck Bass impression. Let me get my eyebrows up. <laughs> hey, Nate, do you want to get some fresh air? And you're just like, what is your deal, dude? Because uh, he's... Yeah, he's uh, seated on the couch. He's got, like, a, three different bow ties on and a scarf. <laughs> There's, like... Like, teen models are laying across him, and you're just like, what is your fucking deal? Dude? Yeah. And yeah, and uh, Serena shows up. Uh, oh, we also are introduced to Nate Archibald, or, who is Blair's boyfriend. NBA Hall of Famer, Nate Tiny Archibald. All I could think about as soon as the said what his name is. Right, you're right. Yeah, Nate Archibald, yeah. You know what's the best part about it? You know what his middle name is? It really emphasizes what type of show we're, we're talking about today. Nate Archibald is Nate Vanderbilt Archibald. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. He is a Vanderbilt. Canonically a Vanderbilt, which is hilariously stupid and wonderful at the same time to just make that decision. Uh, Yeah, he's talking with his father, who everyone calls the Colonel, who's a business magnate of some type. So, yeah, the Colonel is there. He's talking about how Nate is definitely going to go to Dartmouth, and that is not up for debate. I am pretty sure later this season the Colonel will get indicted or arrested for insider trading. Very Um, good. Pretty sure that's what his character's arc is, which is hinted at later because Nate and... After Nate and Blair, you know, have their, their frictions, and there's a part where the colonel is just like, you have to lock that down. Yeah. Go apologize. Listen, I need to be a part of her mother's company going public. I really need this. Which, yeah. That's, I, this, that conversation people was have so such funny a different fucking moral code. It's yeah. just the any non-rich most dad would be people. like, Any non-rich dad would be like, you really don't need to, like, plan your life around your high school girlfriend. Like, go and, and yeah. find what's out there. And then this guy's like, Gotta gotta keep that in the in the circle. Are there supposed to be sympathetic characters in this show? Are you supposed to see yourself in any of them or anything like yes. that? Yes, oh, or absolutely. care about their They're motivations definitely. at all? Yeah, don't worry. We there there aren't some of those ones aren't touched on yet, and then there are more evil people that okay. appear. It's wild, but no. So yeah, Serena arrives at the party, uh, stands there long enough to like 
make eye contact with some few people, upset some people just physically by being there, and then leave <laughs> ah, after talking to her mom. I wish I carried mom, that kind Lily. of energy. Even though, even though, even though her mom, even though Blake's mom knocks on the door, tells her that Serena's there. At which point, Nate's like, "Serena's here." I mean, Blair's I mom. Need to, I don't need. Sorry, I don't need to have sex. And then throws <laughs> her off. Yeah, a good thing to say to your girlfriend. <laughs> My first hope was that he was asexual. Actually, I think the characters are significantly more queer in the books. Because I, I think there's... Probably. Uh, in, my, in my reading up previously, I think there's multiple characters who are presented exclusively as being straight in the show that mm. have, like, bisexual phases, at least. You know, like, we're going to explore our sexuality as further in the books, but... This is pre-inclusivity CW. Yes. Don't worry. The new... They're promising the reboot will be much more inclusive. They're also playing... Also, this is a... This is a, like... You know, huffy adult party, but they are playing some Timberlake, uh, and I can't tell if it's diegetic or not. God, remember when I everybody like pretended awesome. to like the 2020 experience? I mean, this is future sex love sounds. Yeah, this era, is future sex yeah. love sounds. Sex love sounds is is it's fine. You it sounds like make, music for sure. You could make one good album <laughs> out of the 2020 experiences. Two albums. Yeah. Well, you can make probably. one pretty all right album if you cut all the pretty, song lengths in half too. So. Where are we? Oh, uh, well, yeah, so Serena's visited her brother in the hospital room, uh, and she winds up, you know, like, laying in the chair, or, like, sleeping in the chair next to his bed, uh, and, then, you know, she's just so apologetic about the fact that she was not there, and that he, you know, when, when he tried to take his life, and you're like, this is pretty heavy start for this show. This yeah. character left under mysterious circumstances and returned for her brother after he almost committed suicide. How empty is his life? What's going on? Did he character. try to take his life because people were risking his very uh, of this era bleached hair? You're being genuous when you say of the era. This is actually probably this is actually like, a little post. Yeah, yeah, this is a little <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking Darko Milicic out here. Like yeah. Aaron what? Carter. <laughs> yeah, is, that's what is I was like laying say. in a hospital bed, <laughs> and uh, you're just like, uh, dog. It's 2007. Like, yeah, Obama's you know about to get elected. We don't dress like this anymore. Uh, and then we, we get to see Rufus talking with his kids uh, about uh, how his band was recently named the ninth most forgotten band. <laughs> best forgotten band? I'm not sure which. I think sure best which... forgotten band. Most... An article surprisingly also written by Mr. Skin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jenny is doing calligraphy. She's doing the invite for the... Uh, the kiss on the lips party, and because she's doing that calligraphy, she gets her own invite because she wants to be a part of this big social circle. These, you know, this uh, upper, uh, upper, you know, um, east side, east side. I'm throwing a party called Kiss on the Lips. As soon as the last one of my friends who would be invited gets their shots, yeah. Kiss on the Lips. And you know what's going to be the worst part about it is we've all spent so much time inside that we're not going to be able to talk to more than three people without getting completely overwhelmed and everyone's going to have a bad time. <laughs> I yeah. have a fucking aneurysm at my own party. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're like, okay, here's, well, my party kiss on the lips and you'll open up the door and there will be ten people in one room and you will start hyperventilating. <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't that much lip kissing. No. Yeah, oh, I definitely was annoyed with how little kissing there is in an episode that centers on a party called Kiss on the Lips. Yeah. And most of the kissing isn't good because it's Chuck Bass being a monster. There's a lot yeah. of not yeah. good kissing. Yeah. yeah. I, and it's not on also, the lips. And not on the lips. I think a thing that I've determined in this project, by project I mean podcast, <laughs> I think the best things that can happen at the end of a pilot 
is the two characters that we're hinting at as a romantic interest should kiss at the end of the pilot so we can just get that shit out of the way early. Yeah, and mm. then do the show. Yeah, then we can do, because instead of the like, well, will they, won't they for the first season, which this show gets marred in immediately, you know, like, is some nonsense. Uh. But if if Dan and Serena, like, just were like, hey, you know what, actually, we're just hormonal teens. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, a, just a little kiss on the lips there, yeah. you, know, you know. Vampire oh, Diaries. We skipped over, we skipped over my favorite line yeah. in the uh, episode. Which is, um, <clears throat> I don't care if it's Murakami; it clashes with my sofa. Which is a thing <laughs> that, which is a thing that, if improvisers can pull that shit off, uh, it's my favorite thing in the world. If they can like start a scene where it's like clearly the, in the middle of a conversation, <laughs> like at a party, they can throw something like that out. I'm like, oh, that person's a genius. Also, basically every Murakami would clash with a couch. That's kind of the thing with him. But, yeah, uh, maybe uh, that's the point. Uh, Jenny, so Jenny's teasing Dan for being super into Serena, and she does this all. And she does these invites. She's just like, yeah, I mean, you know, we're just we're just loser outcasts. We're the poor kids as we live in this beautiful apartment yeah, fuck in off. Brooklyn <laughs> with our rock star dad who owns an art gallery. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're such and our stuffed cat that's on your desk in your room as far as i can tell they're well off they live in brooklyn comfortably but they are not eyes wide shut rich yeah he's on a partial scholarship that's what i learned from wikipedia he goes to saint jude's school for the boys which is where all of the male characters in the show predominantly go uh, you know you see him riding the bus and it's really established uh, what type of character he is or what type of person he is at school when chuck is like are you stalking us and he's like i'm just going to school as well. Uh, it's I don't understand how they're both going to school. Chuck and Chuck and Nate do not seem like the type who ride the bus. Literally, to okay. So when I was on I, I was on the IMDb page for this episode, looking up a cast member, and I scro- I was looking through the soundtrack, and I scrolled past the first trivia item that popped up, which is this is the only episode in which Chuck is seen using public transportation. <laughs> yeah, I wondered if that was the case. I was like, I bet they immediately were like, that guy would have a driver. Yeah, <laughs> like, are you kidding 100%. me? Maybe he wanted to slum yeah. it for for this yeah. one well, episode. To, yeah, he was, he was going to common people it for a while. But yeah, Jenny. The, so Jenny gives the letter, uh, the, the calligraphy invites to Blair because Blair's the queen bee at uh, I think it's like Constance School for Girls or something like that. And Blair is where she's always eating lunch, uh, her her spot or her breakfast spot, her lunch spot, which is on the steps of the Met. Uh, <laughs> Love to be surrounded by a bunch of tourists. Yeah, I. A frequent reoccurring. I love to go. Uh, I love space. to go eat my lunch uh, at the fucking M and M store next to <laughs> fucking dancing guys in costumes. I eat lunch every day at the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean, you guys are Chicago residents. I understand. I know every time I see you guys, you're right in front of the Bean. I'm on top about of the Bean, the greatest city in the world. <laughs> so Serena and so I, I you know. I, is there? What do you guys really want to talk about in the pilot? Like the break, the break by breakdown on this one isn't that great. There's not that just, much going on. Yeah. I liked that. I was glad that they cast everyone on this show was 19 or 20. Uh, oh, for this first season, which I like. Uh, even though Blake Lively has an extremely 30 year old face. Yeah, yeah, yeah she like, does. Are you kidding? Wait, because I was like, yeah, they wouldn't card Blake Lively. She was, Blake she Lively was looks at old oldest. As hell. She was at oldest 20 when this was filmed. Wow, like, wow. She just they also wouldn't card, her face. They wouldn't card Blake Lively's character yeah, in New York City at all under yeah, any right. circumstances anyway <laughs> because the most New York shit in the world is seeing a literal child sitting at a bar <laughs> drinking a martini. <laughs> and then you think to yourself, I think that child's famous, right? <laughs> like, that's a famous <laughs> child, right? Uh, so yeah. 
So Chuck Bass tries to sexually assault Jenny. Um, well, okay, we we are jumping far ahead of. Well, that sorry, point. I thought I we weren't start. doing the plot, so no, I was just going to talk I was about. Saying, <laughs> I was going to say, "Is that what you said?" I, we like learn who the parents are. Yeah, but what I said, Stephen, was like, "What are the things that we really wanted to talk about?" There's we if we want to talk about Chuck's sexually assaulting Jenny, we should at least touch on Chuck's other sexual assault that happens earlier in the episode. In Probably, this episode, yeah. right? Uh, they really do a lot. Did. I mean, one sexual assault in an episode is a lot. Oh, Having a guy do two in one episode is like, and then, and then this the guy gets redeemed or whatever in the back half of the episode. He pays a, he, he pays a chef to get her a, a good grilled cheese. Or whatever. It's a grilled cheese with truffle oil. That doesn't even sound that great. Yeah, It doesn't sound good. Fucking you want, you want like truffle. Good. Truffle oil tastes like feet. Like, come on. <laughs> Chuck Bass being like the son of a billionaire, being like, yeah, grilled cheese with truffle. Motherfucker, flex the Amex and I, yeah, start pulling out that. the white truffles. Yeah. Jesus. I do Ooh. love Serena's, like, it's a sandwich. Like, I know <laughs> what you're doing, but, like, you're going to have to do a lot more than get me a nice sandwich. <laughs> As she storms out uh, uh, after fighting off Chuck, she bumps into uh, Dan. And drops her phone, which Dan picks up, and gives a great insight into the entirety of his characterization when he later refers to himself as Prince Charming. And he's like, listen, when Prince Charming brought the slipper back, did he get accused <laughs> of stalking? Which is, you know, what did he Did they talk about his in. foot fetish? That, sorry, you're right. And, uh, and when he tries to return the phone. So he, does she tell Chuck that she fucked Nate at the wedding? Is that when we learn that? Chuck when, saw Yes. Who does? Yeah, Chuck witnessed it. Yeah, Chuck. Oh, so they that, were okay. like, let's do this on a bar. Nate did not. The real teen did not do the fucking Austin Powers squeezing the champagne bottle, it popping, and then him saying, "This never happens to me." <laughs> a teen did not say that line. <laughs> I don't know. A teen might have seen Austin Powers and then been like, Ooh, "Wait, this <laughs> oh, is just I like swear Austin to God, Powers. this never happens." <laughs> And then, like, you know, he sees Serena laying in bed, and he's like, that is my bag, baby. And she's like, why do you keep quoting Austin Powers? <laughs> why did I me? fuck I'm this guy who's constantly <laughs> referencing How Austin How did I get Powers? into this nutshell? Very <laughs> Nate, big Nate, nutshell. Nate Archibald's leading move was going, oh, I fell over. <laughs> <laughs> we just had that exact, you just did that reference care. last episode. I don't care. It's a great moment in comedy. A comedic masterpiece. When I we, love when we do our clips episode, it's just going to be clips of Ian doing that. <laughs> Ian, the thing, about, the thing about Ian is he does that not on the podcast so I much that, that I'm, I, like, I almost feel like Ian made that joke originally. <laughs> oh, I fell over. I don't know why it stays with me. I love that joke. I'm going to watch Austin Powers tonight. Oh, man. He asked so, her... So, anyway, he asked her if he makes her Randy, and then she <laughs> she said yes, and they uh, fucked on the bar. Uh, Dan had earlier gotten called out. Uh, he was helping his dad uh, hang up flyers. And he, there's the moment where he gets called off earlier because Jenny is just like, I need... It's an emergency. I need help. So we get to set up uh, what their relationship is like when she calls an, when she says an emergency later, uh, but it turns out yeah that emergency is she just needs a dress. So we get you know her you know she's like I can't afford this dress you know it costs more than our rent and then it's just like you we don't rent you live in Brooklyn. Like, I like I like that 
uh, I like that they give her the ability to sew, and that's a cool thing to give somebody. It's just like, I'll just make it. It's like, oh, yeah. so, so, so this is a person that has a skill. It's always nice and to she, give a person a skill. She does become a fashion designer, is what her character Neat. is. Uh, that's, that's what she's doing there at the end. She works for uh, Blair's brand. Blair has a brand. brand. Well, it's, it's Blair's mother's brand. Okay. But, uh, they, um, oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, while Jenny though is like looking at this dress, Serena shows up and she's just like, that's better in black, which is the start of Taylor Momsen's, uh, you know, new persona. <laughs> that's where it all begins. Is <laughs> <laughs> when Serena's just like, actually, it's better if it's black. I didn't recognize yeah. her. I didn't either. And then I really recognized her at the end. <laughs> yeah. At the end. Yeah. So, so. So the, this, I want to talk a little bit about the scene where he tries to sleep with Jenny, and she says no, and then they text, and you know they're at the concert, and and he's like, well, that's not good, and they go, Wait. and they. Do you mean Serena? Serena. Who? He tries he to Jenny. sleep with Jenny. Yeah. His sister. Who's he in this case? Chuck. Oh, okay. Oh. Sure. He tries to sleep with Jenny, and then the other two try to go to the concert and succeed. And uh, and after the concert, um, he gets an emergency text from her. Only this time, it's actually an emergency, which I guess is a callback to the fashion emergency. Um, and and luckily, there isn't some awful thing where he ignores her and then regrets it for the whole season because that would be a pain in the ass. Uh, but instead, he goes and gets to be the the hero, which means that Serena has to show up at the Kiss and the Lips party and everybody talks to her. Uh, and and Nate Serena walks- earlier wasn't going to go to the party because she and Blair had their moment where they like hash things out and they're like, yeah, we are friends. But she still decided that she didn't want to go to this party. You know, she's like, it's Blair's space to be the queen bee of the high school and that's a big deal. And when, when her mom sees her and she's like, oh, Serena, I got you a dress for the party. Serena quickly comes up with the, like, actually, I have a date with this guy. Oh, yeah. And then mentions that he's going to, they're going to see, you know, uh, whatever his dad's band is named. He Lincoln Hawk. Oh, yeah. We're, Lincoln Hawk. We're going to see Lincoln Hawk. And come. Also, I forgot to mention that when they're putting up the flyers, he's like, you know, Dad, there's this thing called MySpace. And oh, then, yeah. And then his dad responds... Uh, with the exact quote is maybe if musicians got off their blogs and picked up their guitars, maybe the amusement music business would be in better shape. That's what he says. Ugh. A man who would be delighted to appear on stereo gum <laughs> in just a short, a few short years. Mm. There's yeah. Uh, anyway, this is, I think it's around now that some, did anyone recognize which Tom DeLonge project it was? Angels and Airwaves. Yep. Thank I was immediately like, this is clearly Angels and Airwaves, and I looked it up, and indeed it was. <laughs> yeah, because he saves a, he saves her, punches Chuck in the face, and I do like that they did that thing that most more shows should do, where someone who doesn't punch people in the face very often realizes that it hurts your fist <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Yes. Like, he was like, oh, ow. <laughs> yes, the shaking his hand like, fuck, that, oh my god. <laughs> A skull is not a good thing to hit you with your a really, bones. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the episode. Though a really important thing that we did uh, jump around, uh, in, in our jumping around, uh, jumped over, is the interaction between Rufus and Lily. Lily goes to visit Rufus at his gallery and is like, why is my daughter going to your show with right. your son? Right. And then it's like, this isn't some elaborate ploy for us to get back together uh, because they used to be married, maybe? I'm pretty sure a thing that happens later in the show is for a while, like, 
Dan is concerned that Serena is actually secretly his sister. Oh. But then it turns out that Lily and Rufus had a child, but it's not Serena. It's somebody else. But it's like through there trying to hide that secret, Dan thinks that it's Serena. Hmm. And then it's like broken mm. things off. And it's like, oh, God, what's going on? But won't explain it to her. I think that's the thing that happens in this show. That's, I like that plot like line. That. Yeah, that's pretty fun. And then it turns out like, oh, no, actually, there's a, there is a kid, but it's not. Is it the kid not, that looks uh, like Renesmee Serena. at the end? <laughs> no. <laughs> the other things in this pilot that I really liked was uh, the fact that they do a bravery needle drop and then follow that up with a solo Albert Hammond Jr. needle drop. Oh, there's drop. the bravery in there? Yeah, it wasn't incredible. even honest mistake. I think I thought it was Honest Mistake was playing in the background. I feel like I would have caught it, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. Can you imagine though? I know like it was an impromptu thing that happened as an excuse, you know, where like Serena and and Dan were yes ending. But can you imagine having a first date where you take somebody to go see their your dad's band? No. <laughs> Sociopathic <laughs> shit. No, especially not after my sister asked me to go dress shopping with her. A thing I cannot conceive of. Would you go if you were invited? In this kind of scenario, would you go to the show? I mean, this is going to sound really shitty. I, I I was I was endeared to Blake Lively's character to Serena in this in this scene just because when anyone like is sort of portrayed as clever, I sort of get endeared to them. But sure. it, it's going to sound incredibly shitty uh, if she was hot. <laughs> so yes, you would go in in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. If she was hot, I would go. Now is where I would just like to take a moment and remind everyone that Blake Lively got married at a plantation. This Ooh. has been your PSA that Blake Lively to Ryan had Reynolds. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was that wedding. Wow. Oh, man. I remember she also got in trouble for saying she had a Brooklyn face and an Oakland booty one time. It's L.A. face. Oh, sorry, you're right. God, how I'm dare dumb. you do that to Sir that was, Mix-a-Lot? Sorry. <laughs> how dare you? Go say your penance. <laughs> yeah, especially because it's like... Yeah, sorry. Whatever she said, she had a she compared herself to black women by having a big ass and wasn't okay. What do you think, guys? Would you watch this show? Probably not. You I know, did. I'm, I'm I pretty. Did. I'm pretty new to the whole teen drama thing, having really only watched Friday Night Lights and now Riverdale, which are very different ends of the teen drama spectrum. Yeah. Uh, and this seems much more like the classic style. Yeah, uh, this, this anyway. is in the long list of shows that walked so Riverdale could run. Um, yeah. The, the, I think the next ascending, like, stakes heightening would be um, Pretty Little Liars. And then from yeah. that, Riverdale. But yeah, this is a little too... Not a... This isn't wild enough, uh, nor does it have, like, the crazy minutia and humanism of Friday Night Lights. It's just like, right. here's a bunch of annoying rich people that you kind of hope die. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And their stupid little parties, that their they're dumb yeah. little rainbow parties they throw. And I, I didn't, I didn't dislike the, I didn't dislike the pilot by any means. I did actually. No. Yes, I did. Because you dislike, because it. like, well, because it, I was sort of neutral to it, but like the, casualness with which they they like introduced us to sexual assault really made it from like a zero to a one to like a negative one for me like i was just mm. like ah i i kind of didn't need to watch this yeah i was pretty yeah, on it i did, didn't yeah, i it. felt very little for this i was like this show was not made for people like me and that's no, i didn't i absolutely i didn't i wasn't frustrated that i watched it i'll say that <laughs> yeah i wasn't I, bored and, or whatever I was just like hmm. For me, it was I watched the first episode and didn't really think much 
uh, as I immediately started, play, you know, pressed play on the second episode. Because it <laughs> yeah. was, you know, it was like on Netflix or something like that. So I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm in for watching as many episodes today until I get either so bored that I don't want to continue watching or I have to go to sleep. Those yeah. are the only two outcomes. But, it, you know, the show is no longer on Netflix. It's on HBO Max now, mm. uh, which is where its reboot will be. That's right. It's Reboot <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Are we doing this mid-episode? Oh. Mid yeah, I think it makes more sense just to do it in the middle because sure. we'll wrap up on the finale. So this is our interlude between the two where we talk about superfluous material yeah. related to the show. And in this case, we're talking about the upcoming reboot that is supposed to be... Uh, this year, Sick. featuring a, original series co-creators Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, uh, developed by the uh, the series' original executive producer, Joshua Saffron. No relation to my eternal chagrin to one <laughs> Jonathan Saffron. For, uh, but uh, the show will be set again in Manhattan private schools. Uh, this time, though, the idea is that it will have a more diverse cast with non-white leads and LGBT uh, characters. Uh, of the names, the only one uh, cast that I recognize is Tabby Gevinson. No will idea. be. She's really cool. Tabby Gevinson will be in the show. She was the founder of Rookie Magazine. She was like a writer and then a magazine editor. Now she's sure. an actress. Cool. She's still only like... 23 years old damn and is uh, a cool person who uh has a weird disdain for celebrity i mean has a good disdain for celebrity and will frequently like mock this shit on instagram but is also like you know an influencer famous. in her own right yeah i wouldn't go so far as famous but you know definitely a, a notable figure uh but yeah she's great she was she on uh, neo yokio she voiced helena saint tessero uh, <laughs> yeah though the reboot the reboot is not quite a reboot. Hmm. Because it's way? set in the same universe. Oh. Everything that happens in this show will happen has happened. And now we're just picking up 15 years later with new cast. But Kristen Bell will still be voicing the omniscient narrator. That's great. Cool. Now, I mean, I like that. This gossip girl is, we won't know, but they probably won't make it the... The outcast white writer kid, because they can't yeah. pull that trick twice. So, yeah. but there's also there's also foreign gossip girls. Uh, there are there's a gossip girl Acapulco, gossip girl Indonesia, and gossip girl Thailand. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go back to that first one. Though. That first one is the one that seems <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's the Mexican version of Gossip Girl. It's called Gossip Girl Acapulco. That I got that, but when you re, when you just say Gossip Girl Acapulco, I'm like, that's a really weird. It makes it sound like it's a reality comedy. show. Yes. Yeah, because they do a specific city and not the other one. But the other ones are called Gossip Girl Indonesia and Gossip Girl Thailand, which is also funny. Hmm. You guys, New York, I love you, XOXO, the finale, an episode that I do really wish was called New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down, and then ended with all of the characters leaving New York, but instead they all decide to stay. That's really... They're all freaks, man. They're all rich fucking vultures. Why wouldn't they stay? This aired December 17th, 2012. God, Gossip Girl almost ended 10 years ago. Uh, the, so the finale, it's only the 10th episode of the sixth season, so it was very much the, like, Short we're bringing season. this show back 
to say farewell on a short season. I don't know how oh, okay. expensive the show was to make, but it feels... I think very, from what I was reading, because they're like, <laughs> yes. we're filming in the Hamptons and shit. They had to do a bunch of product placement to pay for yes. it. And then the ratings were bad uh, yeah. later on. So, yeah. yeah. This it feels like, this is for extremely... The fans. It, they no it's, longer it's, could get the, the, hit, the hit of the day. They had to get weird covers of Talking Head songs. <laughs> yeah, it's it feels very Nancy Myers expensive. Where you're just like, well, how on earth did this movie cost a hundred million dollars? And he's like, well, it was shot on location in the Hamptons, and they had to renovate the houses to fit the cameras. God, which is the whole vibe of this show, where it's just like, look at these beautiful apartments. We had to rent them. We had to pay luxury Manhattan real estate prices for just the setting. Yeah, how to do? Yeah, we've we've got to renovate everything just to make sure Blake Lively can be on a different like level than everyone else uh, every time that she's shown. <laughs> so this guy always the has high. the high, she always has the high ground. We open in absurd fashion with Bart, <laughs> yes. Bart, uh, the the father of Chuck Bass, hanging from the side of a building asking for help. The fact <laughs> what that this show shift. seamlessly so I. The before, this is something you don't often see, the previously on, s- like, segwaying. It, it yeah. just segues directly yeah. into, into the. In, yeah. Well, this yeah. was this was a part two. This ah. this episode was a part two. Oh, maybe we should have watched both. They're the same no, night. I, that much I don't know, but I, 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 I did notice that it had a part two in the uh, episode No, they title. did not air the same night. Okay. So, okay. so this we, is still, we did it right. Good. But, so yeah, Bart is hanging off the edge of the building, and it's just like... Which is cool. We like brother, this. Brother, brother, save me. Brother! And then <laughs> Chuck comes over and is like, long live the king, and then stabs his dad. <laughs> right? That's what happens? This is sick. I would love to do this. False to your death. Kill your father? No, no, the other thing. <laughs> Which Kill thing? We said two different Patric- things, and you meant Patricide? neither of them. P- Patricide? Yeah, if my dad was a billionaire vampire i would definitely like stab him and send him over the edge of a building he's he's there he's on the holding under the edge, and he's just like chuck chuck save me i know that i apparently tried to kill you earlier <laughs> with a plane crash the he's classic like, way he's you like, kill your he's son like, he's like i'm all talk he tried to, ra- he tried to randy rhodes his son is my assumption <laughs> <laughs> and then chuck is just like you always lie and then so he lets his dad fall to his death his dad who had earlier charged him and tried to throw him off the building, I guess. Yeah, that did, then, yeah, like, that did so, happen. Yeah, let Don't him try to charge shoot. anyone when you're on a rooftop. Yeah, Chuck yeah. did the Jackie Chan thing where he's like, I'm not going to kill you. You know, I'm not going to throw you over the edge, but I'm going to sidestep and then you're going to fall. But Except, I don't have to save you. I don't have to. Yeah, he's Batman right, again. Right. Yeah. Or, like, uh, or like Spider-Man in the Sam Raimi one with the guy you kill Uncle Ben. I think there's something like this. Yeah, yeah, I sort think of so. How that guy falls out. Uh, I w- there was a name in the credits that I was very excited to see. Uh, is it Wallace Shawn? <laughs> I was Gracie quite Bell, excited Taylor to see. himself. Quite excited What's to see wild? that Wallace Shawn. <laughs> Wallace Shawn appears in the show as a character. So he is not the best cameo in this. The best appearance in this episode is not Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn should Because Wallace Shawn is clearly in multiple episodes of the show. Yeah, because like, Wallace Shawn is Blair's stepdad. Yeah. Which is, is Blair's wild. is Blair's mom the person who doesn't really speak English? No, no, that's the maid. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't that's tell. That's why she's wearing yeah. a maid outfit the whole time. Blair's mom. We <laughs> talked about this. We fucking just talked about this. 
Blair's mom is the one that's played right, by... Right, 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 right. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is your brain, dude? <laughs> I had this that's weird De- thing. That's Dorota. <laughs> I had this weird thing where, like, okay, there's two weddings, and one of them makes sense because it was very, like, shotgun wedding. And the second one... Yeah, hold has on, this time out. Sorry, did you just say that the Blair and Chuck wedding that occurs so that Blair can't testify against Chuck in the court of law in the in the trials of his father's murder? Extremely good plot. Extremely good plot. I love a a special privilege plot. Yeah, (laughs) Adriana. Adriana is very proud. A husband and wife cannot be charged for the same crime. (laughs) It's all that I kept thinking about the entire time. I absolutely even better call Saul did this. If it turned out that I had to get married to save my to save my girlfriend from murder charges, I'd be like, yeah, this is as good a reason as any. Like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> Till the wheels come off, babe. Till the wheels come <laughs> Til off. Till the wheels come off. So so the second wedding. I, okay, I'm only using I'm only jumping ahead to defend right, myself. Yeah. No, this why, is fine. Why why don't these people have more friends? Like, what's going so on? Have you seen their actions? Yeah. <laughs> There's so few They're people awful. there. Some people like having a small but, wedding. Okay, but like, when you have a wedding... you think like, these people would have a huge wedding. But, right, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, it seems like they'd have a huge wedding. It seems like there'd be people who aren't really their friends that still want to be invited to their wedding for status reasons. Or if it's a small wedding, that'd be like a destination wedding and not like at one of their houses. Right. Real friends, how many of us? <laughs> uh... This, though, Stephen, you saying all of this did remind me that I have now started the Google Doc for the bingo board of the finale. Yep. I have I now made, made the first two finale wedding and time skip, which are two things that definitely need to be on that bingo board. Yeah. Mm. And the fact that we get two finale weddings in this one. Oh, boy. What a treat. What a gift. Yeah, Chuck, you know, he doesn't kill his dad, but he, you know, lets his dad die. He's and then he has to, yeah. Yeah, and then he has to flee. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, there was a death at this, and they can't find Chuck Pass. He's wanted for questions, but it's cool. He was able to escape because Michelle Trachtenberg is there, and she gets involved, and I think she plays, like, if I remember correctly, her character was a monster. Seems like like it. She's supposed to be. Before we do that, I wanted to mention they have the news report that's like, a body has been, you know, uh, found here, and we can't reveal the name until... Uh, the the families had a chance to be notified, and then they quick cut to some people getting notified, and then the same then report is still going on, and she's like, "It's Bart it Mass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I was like, "That was really fast." <laughs> My favorite part, though, of the news report is when she's saying that. Chuck Bass is a person of interest. Now, that doesn't mean that they suspect Chuck Bass of having killed his father. It just <laughs> means that the police have some questions regarding this. And then it's immediately, Chuck killed his dad. Every like, There's multiple, there's an APB across the state. Yeah, Look yeah. out for Chuck Bass. Yeah. Uh, so, there's a character in this show I, I, that I could not figure out what his fucking role was. Who he is, what he does, any of that. And he... I think I don't know if there's two older white men who I didn't couldn't recognize or just one who seemed to have the ability to travel at the speed of light. Like is there a oh Hermes God, character Steven. in this show? Okay, one of them Steven. I think was a seemed like a lawyer or something and then one is Billy, are you talking about Billy Baldwin as the other one? 
I think the guy's name is Jack. Yeah, Uncle Jack, the one who walks in and then is like, "Don't worry, I have a plan." Don't worry, I have a He's plan. You guys uncle. should. Yeah. You, no, uh, I have a different. I have a different quiet. torture in mind. Uh, what yeah. if you get oh, married? Yeah. Yeah, but but then he's on the, the other, other side of the of the. He also is like back in wherever everybody else is constantly too. What do you What do you mean by that? I don't understand what that means, Stephen. He's just he shows up in every other scene, like at the speed of light. He's Hermes. I mean, they they are set across. Uh, they are this it's is one all set neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, this is set across a day in the upper in the uh, upper east side. I thought, they, I, thought they, I thought they ran away. No, they, they ran, ran away, away to, to another apartment. part of the Upper East Side. Yeah, they, okay. I think they ran away to a hotel, and he just is like, "Yeah, I followed the tax. I followed the driver because okay, he's okay. Chuck's uncle." Okay, okay, okay. He's so Bart. So there aren't two. So there aren't two Uncle Jacks. No, they're no. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he's he's Uncle Jack. He is Bart's younger brother who runs the Australian division of Bass Industries, I believe was the conceit with him. He was like, you know, he was too reckless and, and so that uh, he wasn't around. So, you know, he definitely has like his own Machiavellian plot to try and take over the company at some point. Uh, but, so you he, know, he's, uh, he's Chuck's favorite uncle. He's like the younger horn. Jerry? But Jerry. 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 <laughs> yeah. We get a lot of just like... The police going around talking to everyone about like, have you seen Chuck Bass? And they're all just, you know, it's it's you're it's gonna, Wallace Shawn. You're gonna need a warrant. Yeah, it's, it's Wallace and Shawn and Chase Crawford going. I know my rights. Get the fuck out. Wallace Shawn gets really close to saying a cab, basically, which would right. be amazing. He is yeah. a socialist. He should have been Gossip Girl. I would love this. I would watch the show <laughs> if Wallace Shawn was the narrator the whole time. I mean, he is a legendary New Yorker. It makes sense. Yeah. It's just also fun to know that like. While he was appearing on this show, he shot, like, The Master Builder, the Ibsen <laughs> adaptation he did with Jonathan Demme. <laughs> yeah, he's got range. <laughs> we love him. Yeah, so th- they all tell the police to fuck off, and we also get to see what um, Nate is up to, which is him working with somebody who's a minor, and we're not really sure on the relationship between the two of them. Seems uh, like they're dating. Also, I don't know how old any of the characters are right now. Mm, yeah. 24? Don't know. Don't yeah. super care. Also, the cop, the cop implies Nate went to jail at some point. No, he doesn't imply. He says outright. He says you went to jail. You know, right? you went to jail. That's not implying, Travis. As I'm sure <laughs> you know, you went to jail. Right, as you know, you were in prison. You were in prison. I'd hate for you to go back. And then he presses the elevator button, but then they cut away because I would like the idea of the cop then having to stand <laughs> around wait. Yeah. and wait for the <laughs> elevator after dropping that, like, listen, this is a veiled threat. Ah, uh, that would be such a good bit. Like, you got to oh, say man. that after you hit the button. Yeah. You have to say that when the doors the arrive. The doors yeah. are yeah. open, and you say that yeah. with your hand in the door. Yeah, exactly. No, but... Uh, and then you say, well, uh, you press the button, you're like, hate to see that happen again as the doors are closing. <laughs> That's the move. But this cops cops aren't clever, you know? So, so do when we do have we... the... Is it Blair and, and Chuck now? And them it's talking about living off the land on a deserted island, which is an amazing... I, yeah, I mean, I do love, I do love that Uncle Jack's response is, "Yeah, I'd love to see that." You know, the I love the redundancy like, of a deserted island with no extradition treaties. <laughs> it's deserted. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's some deserted islands in the U.S. Yeah, no, uh, these two characters, if they actually did that, would become really big in the natural wine scene within like uh, six months. 
This so guy did, killed his dad. This guy killed his dad and then fled <laughs> to a, and to is a, now getting <laughs> back in touch with the land. He fled to an island that has no extradition to the U.S. <laughs> you can't you can't believe how good his pet net is. <laughs> they go to I the they go to the, the Sentinel eater. Islands and get immediately killed by Winter Arrows. Meanwhile, um, Dan is telling Serena about yeah. Gossip Girl. Yeah, he's he's revealing to her through the last chapter of his book that will supposed to be apparently published or the last chapter of his serial because it's 1837. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's over got here. a serial appearing in the London paper weekly about the ongoing adventures of one David Copperfield or whatever fucking shit that they he's writing about. Um, yeah, uh, it is deeply realistic though that. Um, Vanity Fair would publish a masturbatory series of stories about some Upper East Side boarding school kids. 100%, yeah. Uh, and it turns out that Dan's story is just like, basically, it was me. I was Gossip Girl all along. And he and Serena cool, were man. together, but then they broke up, but then they're together. And that's... Did Dan get hair plugs, or how did how did he how did he grow he this? Made hair? a better he made a better decision with his hair and <laughs> saw a stylist. Yeah, he clearly had like really thick, strong hair in the I pilot. I think he got hair he just plugs. Chose to have the absolute okay. fucking worst. Right, I he suppose. chose to look like Curious George, and now he's you know now he looks like Ben Badgley, uh, and. <laughs> And then he tells the story of when he first encountered Serena at this party where she was talking to him from, like, the top of a staircase. And they were yeah. just, sure. Uh, and he was like, remember that time we were at a party and I did an awkward flirty thing? And she's like, I don't remember that. I was really drunk. Yeah, and it was a bad... He looks bad. framed like, so oddly. Like, she's trying to sort of flirt with him and he just keeps, like, being, like... No, like he just keeps kind of failing. It's like you should get out more, and he's like, "You should see what it happens when I do get out." And then he says something about Hello Kitty and Bar his cousin's bar mitzvah was hot. Was like, Hello Kitty themed? Yeah, and then she's like, "I was joking," and he's like, "I was also joking." Ha ha. And meanwhile, Ponder Replay is playing, and he had just bumped into Chuck, who was very dramatic about it. Out of the way. <laughs> <clears throat> Chuck has Chuck has big like character in a fighting game that's supposed to be like a Ponce uh, energy. I could not uh, get over Kiri the fact would that we're absolutely have beaten the shit out of Chuck. <laughs> I could not. I literally could not get over the fact that we were supposed to be cool with Chuck in this episode. I was like, yep. Chuck is just a guy that we like now. That was what uh, Alex, who has seen this show before, kept saying to me. It was just like I remember how in the first episode he was a rapist. Then he's just in the span of like a season, they were like he's. He's good now. He's, uh, he's our most interesting character. We have to redeem him. We have to show his failings. And he apparently and consensually took the virginity of Jenny at a later date. That's horrible. Oh, no. And then she, then she told her brother to post about this on Gossip Girl uh, so that she could finally leave New York because she wouldn't. She wanted to leave New York, but she wouldn't. She was too afraid. She needed that final push. So she could go form the Pretty Reckless and retire from acting. <laughs> When do we get the Baldwin appearance? Oh, the Baldwin appearance is... I mean, that's later. I mean, we could talk about that now. R Dude, Serena's dad. Other Baldwins look like Alec Baldwin with the... Uh, or I was going to say with the Hitch allergic reaction makeup that they give Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, That's what they all are. Yeah, no, you look at And that, they talk like look, him, too. 
Yeah, it's that's why I'm like they're failed clones. You look at it and you're just like, oh wow, it took a while before we. Or it's like they're not even failed clones, but it's it's like ah, oh, this is the true prototype. This is the perfect one. This is the Kirkland brand. Uh, yeah. Daniel yeah. and then Steven was the it was the one that was one of the classic uh, 9/11 broke my brain and turned me into a reactionary. Uh, and then was like a Gamergate guy. This is Billy. Billy Baldwin also. Yeah, you got Billy Baldwin And then in there, Daniel's. I don't know anything about Daniel. Uh, when do they start playing a Madden Dragons? Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. We also really. Uh, so, Bart was married to Serena's mom, I guess, at some point in the show. I don't remember making it to that part. But then there's just like Lily, Mike, and Dol- or I guess they were married, and now are divorced because she's getting back with the Baldwin, uh, with you know the father of her two children, with you know Serena's dad. Who who the fuck was that woman that was obsessed with him or whatever? Were we supposed to be on his no side? Ivy Dickens. No idea. Don't know Don't at all what her plot line was. I, I, no I like she, she got owned. Out. Like yeah. I love a character that's clearly not supposed to be sympathetic getting owned in the finale. That's probably a thing going on the bingo board. Yeah. She gets completely owned, and then as Steven said, uh, uh, Uncle Jack arrives at the speed of light. He makes it. He, makes he walked it the whole, five blocks in <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> he walked five blocks over, and he gets there just in time. Okay, when when somebody's like Michelle Trachtenberg, when somebody's like there. they're in hiding, like I feel like I think that they went further they should away. Maybe not I don't be know. in the same neighborhood. The scope that of this yeah. show the time is <laughs> Upper East Side only. Well, okay. and Brooklyn for uh, Dan's apartment. And they all, they all are like, oh, God, we have to go to a different borough the whole time whenever they talk about Dan. God. Uh, it is. I mean, Upper East Side to fucking Brooklyn takes like an hour and a half by train. I've done it's it. It's terrible. Horrible. It's so bad. <laughs> the recap just is like, this is Ivy's last appearance on the show. After that scene, it's <laughs> like, she, she, gets, she, gets, she doesn't appear again in the finale. It's the crazy the that they didn't, she didn't get a spinoff oh. show or something. Uh I learned this show did try to backdoor pilot a spinoff, and it didn't work out. That was going to be yeah. about the, the adult characters in the 80s as Valley Girls. Yeah. With Brittany Snow. And Brittany Snow and uh, Kristen Ritter. Did it no. end because Brittany Snow died? No, that was Brittany Murphy. Uh, the CW was oh, just right. like... Oh, Jesus Christ, the, the C- I used to confuse them, too. The CW <laughs> was just like, we don't really have room for this. Anyway, there's a marriage... The only things that are happening in this are just, like, everyone being like, I guess we should figure out who Gossip Girl is. Like, this is a deep, compelling mystery. And the the running around town to have the wedding. And, you know, everyone gets mysteriously summoned by Uncle Jack, who's just like, I need you guys to come to the Met at this time. And they arrive, and they're just like, what's going on? They're all starting to get blasts from Gossip Girl about, you know, Chuck being back in town. And then, you know, they've all arrived at the Met, and they're just like, oh, my God, it's for a wedding. Uh, but there are some girls that have spotted Chuck. Fuck so they these kids. Text Gossip Girl. They text Gossip Girl, but Gossip Girl doesn't say anything. So then they call the police. What the yeah, fuck? Fuck, what the fuck? I mean, I, mean, it's, I gotta say. The police are always a backup option. Like when you see if there's like a domestic dispute going on, the first thing I do is text Gossip Girl. And then, uh, you know, police are always the last resort. Definitely obviously. a better option than calling the cops. Yeah. But, um, well, actually, before everyone, you know, as they're running Police to the, fund Gossip Girl in every city. As they're, as they're running to the, the, uh, uh, or they, they arrive at the Met and they're told that they have to grab various things then, because the wedding's not actually happening at the Met, that was just the meeting point, they're all gonna go to a fountain. So it's like, Dan, you gotta get flowers, you guys gotta get this stuff, and while Dan gets the flowers, he also runs back and he gets his, his manuscript, so he can, you know, the last chapter, so he can deliver it to Nate, revealing that he is 
Gossip Girl. And Nate pulls it out and looks at the first page and is like, this is incredible. So I can only imagine the first page starts with him going, I am Gossip Girl. <laughs> I am Gossip Girl. I am Gossip Girl and she's leaving me. <laughs> I am Gossip Girl and she's leaving me. There's uh, a... There's he references Siddhartha in the in the wedding. Well, yeah, yeah. That, yes. And then they're like, we gotta hurry it up. And then they say some weird inside joke where they're like, three yeah. What letters, was the word letter thing? Two words. Three two letters. Words, one letters. word was yes. Was Except it? What did about they I do, do? Did they do a lot of crosswords together? Or I, I bet it's because they're Classic. afraid of saying I love you to one another, but they'll spell it out or some oh, shit like that. Oh, three words, eight letters. Three words, eight letters. You know, there's there's the part when they're doing the proposal and like how this is going to be, uh, how how it'll shake out, and and Blair's like, remember, you said you never wanted us to be boring, which is such a like, TV way to propose, or TV relationship thing. Like, you know, we we promised we'd never grow. You know, we'd never get to be boring, as they're like on the run from the police, uh, <laughs> you know, regarding questions about one character's father's you know mysterious death. I re- uh, I love I love a wedding that gets broken up by the police because somebody's wanted God, for questioning. A bad version of a ho- an awful version of Road to Nowhere playing, while you also hear. Can sirens we find out who Wallace did that Shawn. fucking version? Also, was, literally, the IMDb yeah. only showed two songs this episode, and it wasn't one of them. Uh, okay. Also, like this is literally the ending of a movie that is a, a Best Picture nomination this year, which is weird. I could not promising, figure promising out. Promising young woman. Spoilers ends with police bringing up a wedding. Thematically, uh, why this fit in at all? Like, I was like, why did they choose Road to Nowhere? I mean, I guess maybe there isn't any sort of thematic tie-in. They just like the like, talking heads. I don't really think this makes sense for this. The Sunbirds. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being told it's called Release the Sunbird. Oh, Release the Sunbirds. <laughs> No, I guess it's a band called Rogue Wave, and that was the album. Oh, wait, yeah, that's Rogue, Rogue Wave. Wave? Hold on. Oh, it's the frontman of Rogue Wave's solo group, oh. Release the Sunbird. This is god awful. The guy shit. from Rogue Wave went solo. I, I, I can't imagine a more dog shit record. Like, I haven't even heard it, but if I did, I would fucking never listen to music again. <laughs> yeah, so the, the wedding. <laughs> The wedding gets broken up by the police, uh, which is really fun. But again, you know, a man and a wife can't be charged for the same crime. So <laughs> their plot, their plan work. Chuck gets pulled away wearing a white tuxedo with a blue. Oh, teal. God. Yeah, the teal, the teal uh, details. Uh, and uh, we then get, before we get the resolution on that, we get the second most ridiculous cameo in this show, in this episode. Which is what, Kristen Bell? Mayor Mayor no, Mike Bloomberg, Bloomberg saying, I thought it was Dorota. To the news of who is Gossip Girl. It was a montage of people reacting. Yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, were people who'd like been, many of them had been burned by Gossip Girl before. Many of them uh. were other characters. So, yeah, you have. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it starts with Bloomberg, and I shout, What the fuck? And Bloomberg <laughs> appears. Because that guy owes me a million dollars. So apparently, you know apparently Mike Bloomberg declared, uh, I believe it was January 26th, Gossip Girl Day, which was the day the 100th episode premiered because Gossip Girl did a lot for New York tourism. Incredible. And promoting <laughs> New York City as a cool place to be, and not a nightmare. But yeah, so uh, you see you see a, a variety of characters. I recognize some. I was like, I think one of these is supposed to be like Serena's like half-sister. Sure. I'll never know. 
I just I so I was seeing who the actors were on this one, and this is this is this is a jarring phrase that it says here for Serena, and then this is the character Lola, one of the ones who reacts. This is a jarring phrase that I see here, which is three quarter sister. I couldn't <laughs> begin to understand be. what that means. <laughs> it doesn't say half. It says three quarter sister. What? What? <laughs> what? Wait, wait. <laughs> three quarters sister. What? <laughs> Is there is what? there like a is there like a Freddy Krueger's conception <laughs> situation <laughs> going on? With I'm getting you the answer. I'm did, getting you the answer. Uh, did her one, one of, of her the, parents? Okay. One of the character. This character. This is uh, this is uh, Lola Rhodes, the daughter of Carol Rhodes and William Vanderwoodson. Carol is Lily's sister, so she is Serena's cousin, and her she's her cousin on her mom's side, and her sister on her dad's side. So I guess that's what they're like three quarters sister. That's not what that is. You can't just. That's not no. That's you can't. Not a I, thing I cannot call my cousin. No, because then logically. Yeah. No. No. It's it. It's no. It's your cousin and your sibling. Yeah. It's your cousin. It's yeah. It's your and aunt's daughter. Cousin. If your dad cousin is and your half sibling. Fuck your aunt. Yeah. Yes, it's your cousin and your half sibling. Yeah. So, so it's just a half sibling. You don't get yeah. to add a quarter sibling for every cousin. Like you don't get to do. Yeah, you that's do. not how. Hundred percent, you do. Like is a, this is a you know three quarter sibling genetically halfway between full siblings and half siblings. Oh, three other alleles are. I don't want to think about do that. The pun, that much. Do the Punnett squares on this? Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> for example. If they share the same father but different mothers, but their mothers are sisters, which makes them effectively both half siblings and first cousins. So that's the answer. Anyway, she's one of the ones who's like, "Oh my god, Dan's gossip girl." So uh, and then, so can I just call <laughs> my cousin my quarter sibling? No, <laughs> we're but, missing the part that makes them siblings. What? The sibling doesn't mean genetically related, in the like a broad sense. So you can't use the sibling part of that. Is really the holdup on this? But why does cousin to, add a quarter sibling to the equation? Because they're also the sibling. <laughs> <laughs> they have the same. <laughs> so you have to be a half sibling to to use the to use the quarter sibling of cousinhood. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be at least a half sibling to get to three quarters. Yes. <laughs> but, so Where there's no. <laughs> okay, but it's okay, not but that no, hard to understand. It just sounds stupid. No, no, okay, but no, but here's what I'll say: uh, the existence of a half sibling and a three quarter sibling implies the existence of a one quarter sibling. But you're telling me that but there's no such thing. But it's a conditional quarter sibling. No, it. Uh, but uh, no, it, in what way does it imply the existence of this? Because if you can have a half sibling and you can have a three-quarter sibling, then something makes up that extra quarter. It's math. But the thing that makes but the thing that makes up the thing that determines this is the thing that only comes in halves. So you can only you can't subtract <laughs> the half. You know, like yeah. you can only go. But can't up, you, you can't add go the half down. to zero? No. Then you're not in any way genetically related. You're just doing this to infuriate me. I'm not. I'm literally not, Ian. I'm literally not because <laughs> yeah. I am because I am genetically related to my cousins. Yes, but you have no siblings with them. Which is the phrase that we use when referring to someone with you have a quarter of the genetic material (laughs) shared. So, cousin is one quarter, half sibling is half. I just think it's dumb. I'm going to assassinate you. (laughs) I'm going to assassinate you. Yeah, so then Vanessa, who's Dan's best friend, who was like in love with Dan and then they dated for a while, she reacts to Gossip Girl. That's where we're at. Um, 
and uh, and uh, uh, Katie Cassidy. I don't remember which character she plays, but there she's there, and she's like, "Oh my God, this person's Gossip Girl." And uh, Willa Holland, who is on the OC, is there, and she's like, "Oh my God, Dan was Gossip Girl. What the fuck?" And then, how uh, do we know we he's get- not just saying he's Gossip Girl? That was Honestly, my thought. We don't- I I had a second. Where, and not a second, I actually Googled it after the show was over, because I thought there was an implication that actually Jenny was Gossip Girl and Dan was covering for her for a multitude of reasons, including his writing career. They should have just revealed there were multiple Gossip Girls. Yeah, Gossip Girl was all you of know them. What? You know, we, uh, yeah, Gossip it's Girl the was friends the friends we made, we made along, along the way. Along yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, in the end, you were Gossip Girl, Matt, and I was Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, congratulations congratulations uh, we get congratulations <laughs> we get uh Kristen bell and rachel bilson are there and they're reading lines for uh a script it suddenly becomes postmodern and metatextual where Kristen mm-hmm. bell is reading lines as the actress Kristen bell while still being the character of gossip girl within the show uh, pretty cool and yeah rachel bilson's there because josh schwartz is probably just like hey rachel do you want to do a favor and then gets fucking nagged by her, Kristen Bell being like, I don't know if you can really still play a teen. Which, I like, thought I mean, this was fair. a great joke. That was a very yeah, funny I, I, joke. That was a good joke. I assume Kristen Bell is, is several years older than Rachel Bilson, but I could be wrong. I guess Veronica Mars is like at the same time as the OC and, and Kristen Bell's playing. Veronica Mars happens like a year after the OC. Okay. And then do we get to the scene where everyone is learning or where the core cast is learning this? and Yeah. And uh, Dan's explaining it and then they do by far my favorite scene in either of these two episodes where they talk about like, we should all be like mad at you. You ruined my life. And then he's just like, did I, did I, you kind of, yeah. we kind of got everything you want. Like yeah, basically I li- I all liked- he did was add six seasons worth of drama to your life, but you're still a fucking rich ass kid who got everything they wanted. Um, which is an amazing move to pull at the end of the series. I did. Yeah. I did so really like I that. It. I did really like that. <laughs> There's the other th- the other thing that's really good is it's only Blair who's just like I'm mad and everyone else is like, no, nah, we're kind of over it. I now. do we're love like- that the show paired the two characters who are the most viscerally repulsive uh, from the get go, and we're like, this is the end game. This is an end yeah. game couple. What Dan and Serena? No, uh, Blair and Chuck. Uh, Blair rules. Blair's yeah, I Blair's liked I liked Blair. But you also only watched an epi- like two episodes. Yeah, it was like basically yeah, I, episode, I, I was like, like Blair. This is one of the most awful. Like yeah, instantly like no. Hey, listen, Dest- annihilate both of these characters. <laughs> we all have character arcs or character archetypes we like. Yeah, Blair is yeah, bad yeah. but not evil. If she had been evil, Chuck I probably would have been like, evil. yeah, Blair rules. Yeah, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, yeah. I, again, I, I said it earlier, but I love the energy of this, which feels less like the characters talking about. <laughs> This it's more just like the cast. Oh, it's on the AMC show. It's called you know, gossiping Talk, talking gossip, girl. No, it's gossiping girl. It's talking about gossip girl. It's gossiping girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're just sitting around. And they're just like, yeah. When I when the writers told me that I was going to play gossip girl, I could not believe that Dan was gossip girl. <laughs> uh, which is uh, you know, I mean, the general consensus of this finale was most fans going, "What the fuck? How is he gossip girl?" <laughs> and being really annoyed. This is, I think, uh, one of the highest rated finales that we've watched according to IMDb. This was like it's it. This is easily the best finale that we've watched. Yeah, we we learn that gossip girl's now dead, and then we flash forward five years, so it's now 2017. It's a whole four years ago. They're like five years in the future. Four years ago, Ugh. Donald Trump was just inaugurated. <laughs> I mean, there's not really close, anything that happens the close, in the flash forward five years that says like it couldn't have happened. 
Like, no, the close yeah. personal friend of of Chuck Bass, Donald Trump, was inaugurated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> friend of the Bass family is inaugurated president, and uh, Nate arrived. Honestly, on these people get washed out of the fucking Trump White House at some point, don't they? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. These are the Scaramucci's of the world. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Nate, no, I would love to see the yeah the Trump tweets about um, about Mayor Nate or whatever. Yeah, so he's running. He's running for mayor of New York City. Yeah, he says New York's the greatest city in the world. Who wouldn't love to be mayor of it? I'm going to take and out like, Blasio. Greatest <laughs> fucking city on earth. But yeah, so uh, uh, Travis, as somebody who works for a newspaper, how did you feel about the idea of the Spectator having its own uh, a private plane in 2017? Uh, in 2017, that's only I, used only used by its owner, who apparently is going to be running for mayor. Oh, absolutely. I mean, based on uh, what I know about the people up top of the newspaper industry, that does not surprise me at all that they would do something. They probably cut a gazillion local (laughs) journalists' salaries that were under their own uh, umbrella so that that guy could uh, fly a plane with, like, a consultant that's probably a sex pest. So that is believable. Okay. That's that's kind of what I thought. And then, um, you know, it's just, oh, everyone's going to Chuck's house. He and Blair have a child named Henry. Yikes. Hank Bass, Wallace, Wallace, Sean is talking about how lovely the house is, which is just delightful to hear Wallace Sean talk about how lovely a house is. <laughs> yeah, it's my ASMR. If yeah, I would yeah, love if he were good. on cameo, I would just like give him basically the same script. Like, can you just like if I send you a video of my house, can you tell me how good each of my rooms look? <laughs> he's not on cameo, unfortunately. He'd be he'd be too. He's too big. For, too. He'd be, he'd be too popular. He'd cameo. Yeah. yeah. He's too proud of himself to definitely be on cameo. It's really the feeling. That's fair. Which too. is the right thing to do. That's the right That's way to feel. That's how he should feel. I, I guess I'll settle I'll for pay, Andy Bonacus. I would just pay him to squint at me and just like be incredulous <laughs> at something I did. I would pay him to have dinner with me and we can have a two hour conversation. Uh, sorry. <laughs> get the get fuck it. out of here. Uh, we see. Uh, we see. Blair, she's now in charge of the the company. She's speaking in Chinese and being very brisk with somebody. Uh, and then she seems uh, happy. Anyways, Rufus sits down next to his new girlfriend, played by Lisa Loeb. That was Lisa Loeb. That, yes. I did not oh know that. My but God. I yes, that character played by. Love that. That character is played by Lisa Loeb. Would you like to guess the name of that character? Lisa Loeb. Lisa. Lisa Loeb. It's just Lisa Loeb. <laughs> she's just playing herself. <laughs> and for some reason, she starts appearing in Gossip Girl and is dating Dan's dad, and that's why it's oh, the best she's cameo been, in this show. It's not that she's just dating she in this episode. She's surprised she, appears as, she appears as a cameo in like a previous thing where they have like a connection, I think. But it's just like, oh, Lisa Loeb is in this one episode, and then he sits down next to Lisa Loeb in the flash forward <laughs> finale, and it's like, what? Guess it worked out why between is, them. Why is she here? This I show kicks stayed. ass. There's no question that this was the best show we've watched so far. <laughs> it's up there. Well, uh, and then Ian and, then and I might disagree, wedding. but that's you know. That's why I said it's up there. And then, yeah, but then there's a wedding, and we're like, wow, Dan, what did you do to your hair for this wedding day? It looks awful. Yeah, not uh, great. He like pushes it back in a weird way, and Serena is wearing a terrible wedding dress. It's, it's like a big white gold, right? It's a big white dress, but then it looks like somebody poured molten gold on top of it, oh, so it yeah. looks like. It looks like the way that Daenerys' brother, uh, Viserys, dies yeah. in Game of Thrones, where they just pour gold over a person and then, like, it, you know, kills him. Uh, and that's all I could think of when she was wearing this dress. 
Uh, but yeah, and then they get married, and everyone's like, happily and they don't ever know, after. and they don't know any people. Yeah. They don't know uh, and then, any and people at all. They know they all know vile. eight people total. They are vile people. <laughs> like, there's no reason anyone should ever know them. If I ever encountered them, I would do my best to distance myself. You would walk. You would cross the street. Yeah, walk the other way. Then we get a closing narration from Kristen Bell, who talks about how you know, well, this gossip girl may be over, but there's always. There'll always be an outsider who wants Reboot. to be a part of the inside. Every town has an Elm Street. Yeah. As we as we walk, as you know, we follow somebody who's dressed like the characters were at the start walking. And it is fun knowing this, like watching the scene with the knowledge that there is going to be a reboot where Kristen Bell will again return as the narrator. Where that is they're just like, there's always going to be a gossip girl. Thank God too. Um that's the show. That's that's gossip girl. Uh, a fun, stupid... I mean, yeah. one of the peak... It's peak CW. For sure. Pure yep. peak CW. This uh, uh, I had a really weird feeling about this in that I loved it. I thought it was the best show that we've watched. I had the most fun watching this of any of the ones. And I also do not feel like I need to see more of it because I know that other CW shows have done what I like about this better and more. To, to close out our conversation on this show... Uh, would you guys like to hear a list of characters, of people who appeared, guest guest stars throughout the run of Gossip Girl, which I think really explains everything we've missed in, in these other episodes. <laughs> yeah. Hilary Duff played a fictional celebrity. Amazing. Olivia Burke. Uh, Army Hammer oh, appeared no. as a one-time Serena love interest Delicious. named Gabriel Edwards. Um, he uh, he would try to get her to invest in his, phila- uh, in his uh, charity, but it turned out that was just to steal money. Uh, Lady Gaga performs... Great. In one episode. Uh, sure. Tyra Banks and Carly Kloss and Vera Wang all appear, of course. Cindy Lauper, she's there, you know, uh, during a house party. I'm going to give back around to these two that are going to close out what Gossip Girl was. All right. Uh, uh, Tim Gunn appears. Tori Burch. You know, we already talked about Bloomberg. Gwen Stefani and No Doubt. Wow. Sebastian Stan appears for a while as a character. You know, Dead Mouse, of course. He's there <laughs> as Dead <course>. Mouse. <laughs> Um, uh, Madchen Emick. Yeah, yeah. M- from uh, sure, that makes sense. She appears as somebody that Nate fucks <laughs> in season two. Wow. Florence Welch. Yeah. Florence Welch. Alexa Chung. Whose song is closing the series? Yeah. Appearing as themselves in 2010, um, trying to be a friend of Lily Vanderwoodson. Anyone got a guess? This is a group. This is a group of. This is two people who are associated with one another. Two people who appear. Are in they the asso- show are they associated with one another? Uh yeah, definitely. The white stripes. Nope. No, far, far funnier and worse. Uh, the Olsen ben twins. Gibbard and Zoe Deschanel. We've kind of already talked about them earlier, and it really, it really proves everything we said. Uh, Barack and Michelle Obama. Ivanka and Jared appear as themselves. Lily. Everything they said was absolutely true. They appear as close friends with Serena's mom. Extraordinary. Who was married to Chuck's dad. Oh. So it's all there. It's everything we said. We knew exactly what this show is about. So wow. I, have, I have two things that I'm picking up from Ryan one of which I read earlier today and I've meant to bring up earlier and I thought you might, which is that this show originally was pitched as a movie with Lindsay Lohan uh, and Amy wow. Sherman Palladino uh, writing it. 
Would be awful. Absolutely um, awful. The There's not any really funny trivia that I can find, except for one that I feel like should be the least helpful, but isn't, which is, the steps of the Met can actually be sat on. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if the trivia was the opposite. <laughs> Just like if you sit on the Mets, the cops show up and tell you you have to move. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that, 30, 32 of 58 found this interesting. There's something cosmically, cosmically a horror. version of the book there series. Lovecraft stairs, you actually cannot sit on them. Your brain will shut down. <laughs> no, it's not that they're Lovecraftian stairs. It's just that they've got them angled in such a way that you can't sit on them. So that yeah. way, homeless people. I was just won't yeah, sit I was gonna say steps. homeless yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the they the put trivia, bars every every foot or so. The item right under that is a manga version of the book series exists. Hell fucking yeah! <laughs> That's Gossip Girl. A show I enjoyed. Yeah. So would everybody watch it? Uh, I mean, mm, I... Probably not. I would do exactly what I had done before, which was watch it for a while and then lose steam. If I were watching it in the era, I would love this shit. Um, I don't feel like I need to watch it now. I'd rather watch Pretty Little Liars, Riverdale, um, Veronica Mars, The O.C. Nancy Drew, it was fine. CW. It was fine. It was fine. I, I, I didn't hate watching it. I didn't get much joy out of it. Um, either, and it wasn't it wasn't detestable to me, which is really such an extreme approve, improvement over the last <laughs> show that I can't. Uh, is so this the I first think, finale that we've all generally liked, even if we weren't like thrilled about it? Yeah, Travis, I mean, it was, are you the yeah, one? I think so. I think so. Does does like Travis the pilot? Does Travis win the podcast? No, no, we didn't because all like then, it. Yeah, because even then Travis was just like, no, I wouldn't watch this. The winning of the podcast is when we're all like, I want to watch this show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Though if Travis had like pulled it now, then we would all call like bullshit on it because yeah, it would have yeah. just been Travis angling that way so he could win the podcast. But right. No. That's okay. not who he is. No. But uh, do we have a chance to win the podcast next week when <laughs> we do a Steven pick? Because uh, next week is uh, twenty four, correct? <laughs> yes. yes. Does anyone does anyone Ooh. not know exactly what twenty four is? Because like <laughs> I don't know if this bit's gonna work because we all know what that I, show is. I mean, I think I know the least. Go ahead and, and describe it. In Thirty 24. seconds. Do you want me to Jack time it? Bauer, I, okay, I, I'm I, timing I will it. Start it. Okay, tell me. I'll when. time it now. <laughs> Jack Bauer is a. Secret agent of a fictional group. It's definitely like an IMF type of group. And he tortures people so that one day the president can die. Because I know at some point the black president in the show dies. I know a lot of presidents die in that show. Do you know what the gimmick of 24 is? Oh, it takes place in real time, but not actually real time because he's able to get. Yeah. He's able to get across Los Angeles in like an hour only. Yeah, yeah. But. No, oh, that's I'm so like, excited yeah, Jack, for that. Dinku, dinku, dinku. Yeah. Dinku. Oh fuck! I've seen every episode of that show. I'm very excited to dip back in. Here's my big question, though. That is a show that has been rebooted, reloaded, fucking like dragged out of its grave like five thousand times. Do we count the like individual specials that they did no, we're gonna, as we're gonna episodes? Do, we're like, gonna do OG twenty four episodes, I think. That's that's what we should yeah, do. Yeah, we're gonna do. First, we're gonna do that. Because it 
They counted as the number of episodes 24 plus 24 redemption. They have it separated already. 204 plus 24 redemption episodes. I can't wait, though, to talk about 24 Live Another Day. Not actually having watched it, but just because of how stupid the title Live Another Day is. Uh, we will be back next week with 24. Uh, thanks, as always, to our producer, Matt Iciani. Thanks to you guys for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe uh, wherever you get podcasts. And uh, really bail this up so that we can start a beef with a different podcast. I really want to go to war with somebody. You know? <laughs> and as always, Stephen, what do we say? You know, it's funny. I was just realizing that I didn't. Uh, I, I realized that my best thing was I don't care if it's Murakami it clashes with my sofa. Uh, that was my only really good quote. Um, Till the wheels come off, then. <laughs> Till the wheels come off and Stephen gets... Steven remembers that this is a bit now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta remember the bit. Ah, shit. <sighs> Bye, y'all. Does anyone else, have a, does anyone else remember a good quote from this show? All right.